Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. From the podcast team at Qalam, we wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month, you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras, and khutbas, all from our new campus, Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations today go towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khair. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Rabbi Shrahi Sadri wa Sri Amri wa Hulotamisani. Yafkahu Koli Rabbi Zitni and Marabi Zitni and Marabi Zitni and Mar. So Shaykh of Nasir started with talking about the fifth of Ramadan and understand the do's and don'ts and helping you to navigate uh, your Ramadan as best possible to make sure that you're adhering behind the rules and regulations that Allah has put there. Now, what we're doing now is talking about the different virtues of Ramadan and talking about the virtues of Ramadan, what it helps us to understand is exactly about the essence of it. So sometimes we get really caught up in the do's and don'ts and that is absolutely important, which is why we spent this first 30, 35 minutes going through it in depth and making sure that we understood what are the things that we have to make sure that we are doing right and what are the things that we have to make sure that we are not, you know, compromising on or making mistakes on and how do we make it up because that is important. But what's even more, what what is also important is recognizing that Ramadan is also about your spirituality. It is a time to develop your relationship between you and Allah. And it's a method, it is a place where Allah SWT has instituted it as a way of us developing our relationship with him. It is a month of mercy, it is a month of forgiveness, it is a month of trying, it is a month of making up, it is a month of admitting your mistakes and admitting where you fall short, but also admitting where you win and what you do great at. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the virtues and the benefits of fasting in the month of Ramadan. In this first narration, narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says, Atakum Ramadanu shahrun mubarakun, that he says that the Prophet says that there has come to you Ramadan, which is a blessed month. Now, the beauty is that Allah gives us blessed days throughout the year. He gives us blessed times throughout the day. And then he gives us a blessed, an entire month that is considered to be blessed. And what does this mean? He goes on to explain the blessedness of Ramadan. And he says that, that Allah has made it obligatory upon you to fast and uh, 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 to observe abstinence in that time. And during this time, he has opened the gates of heaven, Okay, that he has completely opened the gates of paradise. And then he says that, and he has locked the gates of hellfire. I'm going to stop here and talk about this narration a little bit more, just simply because a lot of times we hear it as a virtue, but we're not really understanding exactly what does that mean. What it means that not only what it means is that not only did Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give us a blessed month, but He's that allows for us to not only earn good deeds and multiple good deeds, right? So the one action that you do gets multiplied by more. But he's also saying that you can earn your Jannah without it even being like a race. 
okay, that your paradise is right there. That hellfire is, uh, the Prophet says that hellfire is locked up. It's closed, right? Allah is telling you that, hey, if this is what you're going for in life, this is where you want to be, that you're saying la ilaha illallah, that you believe in Allah as your God, and you're trying your best to do what's right, and you're trying your best to adhere by what God has done, then listen, this is the month for you. This is how you can earn your Jannah. And if you don't believe me, I'm locking up the hellfire and I'm leaving Jannah open at this time so that you can feel the calmness of it, so that you can smell the fragrance of it, so you can feel the community of it. And then the Prophet goes on and says, And Allah also locks up all of the shayateen in this time. And this is such a powerful point because when we hear this, we think fasting is going to be easy. Praying, easy. Staying away from things that are wrong, in the bag. Why? Because shaitan's locked up. But what you're not realizing is shaitan did a number on you over the year. And so here in Ramadan, you're able to recognize when was it that I was blaming shaitan, but that was really me. What do I need to correct? What do I need to fix? What do I need to align? Where do I need to realign myself? And you can do all of that without the concern of shaitan doing what's what's in your ear. Without shaitan, without shaitan, uh, sorry. Without shaitan doing what's what's in your ear, without shaitan trying to take you away from your goal. So Allah SWT locks up shaitan, yes, to make it easier for you, but he also locks up shaitan for you to be able to see that, okay, there are parts of me that I really need to purify, and fasting is purifying. And then the narration goes on and says, لِلَّهِ فِيهِ لَيْلَةٌ خَيْرٌ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرٍ that there is a night in this time, there is a day in this time, a night in this time, which is better than 1,000 months. Okay, there's a night during the month of Ramadan that is better than 1,000 months. So I already said that Ramadan was blessed, right? Within this blessed month, God gives you an even more blessed day. Car blocking me, and inevitably someone is there's a car blocking. <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm dead serious. What kind of car? A Mitsubishi Outlander. It's an Outlander. It's parked directly behind someone. It's parked directly behind someone. <laughs> DNT. DNT. Four four one two. Four four one two. Yes. It's okay. You can send someone else to go move it so that you're not, you know, feel awkward about it. Are we good now? Well, okay. I feel like it's not a mushroom unless you make a mushroom announcement. I kind of feel a little honored right there. Like, that was a, like, you know? All right. So, the Prophet says, um, he ends off this narration, and he says that there's a night in this, this month that is more blessed than a thousand months, Okay. And he says about this that that whoever misses it or they aren't able to get the goodness of it or they're deprived of it, then they've truly been deprived. And it's such a powerful way to end this narration because you have the entire month 
to get good deeds. You have the entire month to do better. Say you completely fumble the ball, completely, just bags gone, okay? And you're in the last 10 days and you really want to get your life together, all right? Allah SWT is telling us that there are 10, there is a month, a day in this month that is in the last 10 days. You can observe it on any odd night, it may be there that you're able to get not the benefit and the virtue of just one month, but one better than 1,000 months. That even within an opportunity of God's mercy, he gives us more mercy. And in Surah Al-Qadr, Allah SWT says, that indeed it was revealed on the, the blessed night, the, late, the night of decree, meaning talking about the Quran. This is what makes this month so blessed. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wa So do you what what is this night of decree? Laylatul Qadr That Laylatul Qadr is better than 1,000 months. Tanazzalul That on that night, the angels and the spirit come down again and again with their Lord's permission for every task. That that is a time where Allah SWT is not only sending just regular angels, which is like a big deal, but Allah SWT is sending the high-ranking angels to come down over and over and over again for what sake, your sake. For your du'as to be answered, for Allah SWT to put tranquility in your heart, in your life, for Allah SWT to make things easy for you, even though the whole year we can't confidently say that we've been doing right by God. And this is a turning moment that Allah SWT has given you. Then Allah SWT says, that there is peace that night until the break of dawn. If there's any night that you're going to try to pull all-nighter, it's in the last 10 nights. I know I keep saying the last 10 nights is because later the father is not an exact day that we know we have many narrations that point to as one of the odd nights in the last 10 days. I would say just observe all last 10 days. Make it your point. Make it that you're going out of Ramadan strong with your intention on trying to catch later together. So this is, this is one of the virtues of uh, Ramadan. The next is where Allah SWT actually mandates Ramadan. And Allah SWT says, Ya yuhaladina amanum, O you who believe, kutiba alaykum siyamu kama kutiba aladadina min kabulikum. That it has been prescribed upon you fasting, like it has been prescribed upon those who came before you, la allakum taktakum, that perhaps you may gain some type of bad consciousness. In this verse, it tells us the purpose of fasting, like clearly. Allah SWT says that it's been made decreed upon you, it's prescribed upon you, it is something that you have to do, you have to observe. He doesn't say so that you may be hungry, so that you may be thirsty, so that you may be hangry, so that you may be annoyed, so that you can have a headache and a migraine and all these things, and you have a coffee withdrawals. It's okay, you know, okay? No, he doesn't say those things. He says, why? Perhaps you all, Okay, Taktakun would gain some type of God consciousness. Awareness of Allah is what you're aiming for. You want to be aware of Allah's Allah's mercy? You do want to be aware of his punishment because that's what consequences to actions are. 
You want to be aware of the laws of God's compassion. You want to be aware of the things that God has given you. You want to be grateful. You also want to learn how to be kinder, how to be more compassionate, right? You're fasting. Someone makes you mad. What do you do? I'm fasting. Why? For God. You fasting and you not fighting with someone should have no correlation. But because you want to gain God consciousness, that is where the correlation comes in. Taqwa is not just about doing exactly what God says and staying away from exactly what Allah tells you to stay away from. It is creating a parameter that you don't even go near it. It is you saying that I'm going to do this because it is the better thing to do. Right? It is you saying the same car. If they still didn't move it. An outline there, DMT, 441. Send someone else if you don't. I know. I had to move my car earlier, so I was the first one to do it. So it's okay. It's not that embarrassing. Just move the car. All right. But it is you saying that I know that this is okay, but I want to be better. That is what God consciousness is. Because you don't want to go to a lost just saying, Yeah, Allah was aware of you and I did the bare minimum. You want to go to saying, Yeah, Allah was aware of you and I tried my best to not just do the bare minimum, to be, come to you in the best form, in the best way that I can. And fasting is a way to get you there. It is a roadmap, it is a pathway to get you there. Which is why this next narration is so befitting, because this comes in the Hadith Qudsi, which is a narration in which it, it is from the Prophet's words, but it is from Allah SWT. And Allah SWT says, the Prophet says, that Allah says, that fasting is for me. It is one of those deeds, it is one of those actions that if someone wanted to sneak away and eat and drink and do whatever they wanted, they could do it, right? Nobody would like stop them. You go to Starbucks randomly, you get a croissant, because that's like the best thing there. Um, I understand it's a coffee shop, so I meant it like that, okay? Nobody's going to question that. The rest of the world is not fasting. They don't care about your hunger and your thirst. They're not going to question that. But when you do it, when you're fasting, you're fasting for the sake of Allah. And that's it. And so Allah says in this hadith Qudsi, Assumably, the fasting is for me. And he says that I will give a reward for whoever decides to leave their own desires, they leave food, and they leave drink for my sake. And then Allah subhanahu wa says, And he says that fasting is a, it's like a, a screen. It's a protection from hellfire. Okay? It's a protection from hellfire. One hellfire is already locked. It's already closed. But Allah SWT is saying that this is a way that, to protect yourself. This is a way to get yourself entered into Jannah. And then he says, well, it's saw in Farhatan that every single fasting person has two happy moments. Can you guess which two are they? Of course, somebody's going to say breaking your fast and suhoor. That's not the right answer. Yes, the first one is Farhatahina Yuftin is when they break their fast. And the second one is when they meet their Lord. Because why? You did this deed for Allah. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he has a great reward for the person who fasted for him. And so one thing is like you're absolutely blessed that you actually have food to break your fast with. That is a blessing from Allah. Don't take that for granted. Because not everybody has eight or nine or ten dishes and options that they can choose from when they break their fast. Some people just have one, and that's water. And some people don't even have that. And then Allah says, when you meet your Lord. Why? Because that's when that ultimate reward comes. That is where Allah will really show you that for your efforts, though it be flawed and mistaken and all of these things, this is what God has in store for you. And then Allah says, this is an interesting portion to add because it's all talking about perception. That perhaps you're like, well, if I fast, my breath's not going to smell really good. I need to go drink some toothpaste. Isn't that what she said earlier? Right now, you feel like you gotta go drink a whole bottle of like, don't please don't drink toothpaste or mysterium, it's not good for you, it is not an edible thing, right? But that's something that comes to your mind. I'm fasting, you know, fasting breath is a very interesting thing to experience, especially when it's coming from you. But what does Allah subhanahu says? He says that the mouth of a fasting person is better in Allah's eyes or in his sight or in, in accordance to Allah than the smell of musk than the smell of like cologne or perfume or anything that's supposed to be the best smelling thing. And this is a sense of encouragement. Well, Allah SWT is telling you, don't let worldly things stop you from getting your ultimate reward. Don't let people's perception of you stop you from getting your ultimate reward. Because you're, you're not fasting for people. You're fasting for Allah. So if God is okay with it, then what does other people's opinion have to do with it? Nothing. Last but not least is the last couple of virtues and benefits. The first thing is that fasting helps you develop compassion. And this is in two ways. It is compassion for people who have less than you, who experience this not as a month, a yearly routine, but they do it, they experience it every single day because of circumstances. Because they may not have as much, they may not have anything, and this is how they live their life. But also, when you're breaking down your enough, your inner self, and every single day you're telling yourself that you can't have that, and you won't have this, and you're doing it for the sake of Allah, then you develop an inner compassion. You develop an inner kindness. You, you tap into a different side of you that you didn't know existed. And that's why discipline is important. If you're not disciplined, you may make it day for it. You have to be disciplined. You have to be consistent. You have to show up for yourself because why? If you don't show up for you in your relationship between you and Allah, who's gonna show up for you? Nobody, no one. So discipline is what helps you build that consistency. It is what help you, helps you get that ultimate reward and is what helps you go back to Allah. And fasting Ramadan is all about our, it is our Muslim identity. Ramadan, observing it in whatever way that you can. Maybe some people cannot fast, but you can definitely up your dhikr. You can up your dua. You can up your Quran. There's so many things that you can do to still observe the month because this month is blessed and is a part of who we are as Muslims. 
And you should not neglect it or leave it to the side because you're leaving a big part of you to the side. And last but not least is that Ramadan is a time of community. It is a time where you see your community members, you pray next to one another, you feed each other, you have a good time, but you also make sure that you're still putting your relationship between you and Allah subhanahu first. Jazakallah khairan, subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa bihamdika, wa shayhi wa ta'ala, wa shayhi wa ta'ala, wa shayhi wa ta'ala, wa shayhi wa ta'ala, wa shayhi wa ta'ala